Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Shauna Taylor, an Arkansas women's golf, has cranked out another professional golfer. Brooke Matthews has turned professional. The Rogers, Arkansas native, played for the Arkansas Razorbacks, won the Blessings Intercollegiate, helped Arkansas win an SEC championship, and has now turned pro. She will join us in this edition of From the Short Grass. I want to tell you about Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web at blackmanauctions.com. We're back with Brooke Matthews after this. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. Brooke Matthews tied for first at the Liz Murphy Collegiate in 2019, and she won the Blessings Collegiate, shooting 10 under par, 206 
to win by five shots over Ingrid Lindblad of LSU in 2020. She followed that up in 2021, winning with a four under par 212, a four-shot win over teammate Corey Lopez and Alyssa Nobilio of UCLA. On the tee via Zoom, Brooke Matthews. Brooke, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass, and uh, congratulations. You are now officially a professional golfer. How does that sound? Oh my gosh, it sounds crazy. I, I still can't believe it. I really just feel like I'm going back to school on Monday, like, oh, it's a snow day, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's been a lifelong dream of mine. And to kind of be here living it, I kind of have to pinch myself. It's pretty cool. How difficult of a decision was it? Because the University of Arkansas has had a lot of success here recently in women's golf. You won the Blessings um, intercollegiate at the Blessings Golf Club. And I know Shauna Taylor means a lot to you, but so how difficult was it to decide that, yeah, I'm ready to to turn pro and, and forego the spring semester? It was difficult for sure, especially because I've had such a good experience at Arkansas. I love it there. I love the coaches. I love my teammates. And so to kind of make the decision to leave, I guess, your home and in, in that and in, in the comfort of that was really difficult. Um, I'm still living in Arkansas, so I still get to practice with the team and see them every day. So that makes it a little bit easier. And I graduated in December. At least I had that. That was one of my parents' rules that I had to graduate before I went pro. But um, after talking to Shauna, you know, she was really cool about it, really encouraging about me going professional. And she's been really helpful. And so didn't really get any pressure from that side. She just has always wanted to see me me um, just grow and, and achieve my goals. And so I was really thankful for that. And yeah, I just guess I made the decision. You know, it's one of those things like ready or not, it's going to happen. So let's do it. <laughs> Growing up in Arkansas and, and playing in the tournaments you played in, the Arkansas Women's Golf Association tournaments, the ASGA tournaments, and then staying at home to play your college golf. Was that always a goal as well, to, to be a Razorback and, and play there at the University of Arkansas? Absolutely. For me, being born and raised here, I was a Razorback fan from day one. And, you know, when I was a gymnast when I was younger, it was always, oh my gosh, I need to be a gymnast for the Razorbacks. And then obviously I stopped doing that at a young age. And once I set my focus on golf, like I was all in on the Razorbacks, um, probably a little too much to where I I didn't look at other places and other options. But I mean, I got so lucky that I get to go to my dream school. And then with Shauna and Mike, I got the best coaches out there, in my opinion. And then with blessings, like it, it couldn't have come together any better for me. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for it all, honestly. But yes, I, you know, I lead the Razorbacks. <laughs> What do Shauna and Mike mean to Brooke Matthews? Oh, my goodness. Literally everything. Um, Probably a cheesy answer, but it it is the truth. Um, I remember I went to Razorback Golf Camp when I was, I think, in middle school. And it was like my goal. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to get noticed. I want to get noticed. And after that, that is, I mean, looking back where Mike in particular, like, I guess saw me swing and he he told Shauna, hey, you got to come over here and look at this. Like, it's good. And so I guess that's where... Um, the beginning of my recruitment got started. Yeah, just the fact that they, I guess, kind of took a chance on me. I, I was a decent junior golfer. I wasn't a standout by any any um, large, I guess, scale. And the fact that they really, they really just poured everything into me. 
and made me the player that I am. I definitely went through my struggles, especially the first couple of years and the fact that they, you know, never gave up on me and they just kept pushing and they saw in me what I didn't even see in myself a lot. Like I, I will never be able to repay them for what they did for me and what they still do. What does it mean to you to be following in the footsteps of those that have played at the University of Arkansas, turned professional, like a Stacey Lewis, a Gabby Lopez, a Maria Fossey, the fact that you are one of those that you've won tournaments in college at the University of Arkansas, and now you're following in their footsteps and you're achieving your goal of making it as a pro. Yes, it's, it's amazing. Um the history that the Arkansas women's golf program is built and are, is still building. Um, you kind of have built-in role models, I guess. And especially because Shauna has been able to coach all of them, you know, she, she's seen it all. And so, you know, when you're having a tough day or whatever, like, Hey, like you're not the only one, like everyone who makes it to the top has struggles. And the fact that they've been able to do so well, it's, it's really motivating. Like maybe I could do that too someday. And then maybe somebody after me will see me, and be able to do that too. So it's it's just a really cool um, program to be a part of. And, and it doesn't stop once you graduate and turn professional, which I think is the coolest part. We've seen Razorback male golfers and, and some of the females as well who have left Arkansas, turned professional. And then there are companies around the state of Arkansas that, that help out with the logos on, on the clothes, the sponsorships and everything. And uh, just recently, you signed a pretty big one with uh, Stevens. What does it mean to have them on your team? Oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Like, they're, they're such awesome people, first of all. And and it was one that I was super comfortable getting involved in just because they've done a, such an amazing job of supporting Razorbacks. Um, I think they have just about everybody on tour for the men's and women's. And what they do um, for us, getting us started, especially, it's it's unbelievable. And and it's you know just another perk of going to Arkansas, having having that contact. And and I'm really excited to represent Stevens throughout my career. And yeah, they they've been super helpful, and and it's a great partnership. I think it's going to be for a long time. A couple of weeks ago, the United States Golf Association announced that they are going to increase the purse for the U.S. Women's Open, and the winner is going to win $1.8 million. That is significant. For you, a female turning pro and seeing in the past that females weren't on the same scale as you will for purses with the men, the USGA doing that, how does that make you feel at what the USGA just did? It's so awesome. Um, I feel like not just in golf, but in women's sports in general, that's kind of, you know, been the fight for for a long time. And the fact that they're actually doing something about it, it, it means the world to all of us and, and it encourages us. And, you know, it makes us feel heard because we're just as good as the guys. And and if you watch us, we're, we're, we're right up there with them. And so the fact that we have the support from the USGA is just, it's unbelievable. And, and we're really lucky. And we just hope this is the beginning for um, obviously purse growth and in the future. And we're really thankful for them for, you know, kind of leading the way in that. What does it mean to you that you got picked to play in the Augusta National Women's Amateur? Um, you've also been a member of the Arnold Palmer Cup team. Uh, you've played in many of USGA events. For you, what what does it mean to be selected as one of those to get to do it? And then what was one of the highlights of that that time and those selections? Oh, my gosh. I, I could go on and on for all of those for more time than we both probably have. But I guess starting out with Augusta, it, it doesn't get any better than that. And the fact that they 
have created that event is so huge in women's golf and you know because if it's, something's at augusta national people are going to watch it it doesn't matter what it is um and that was probably one of the best experiences ever um i had my coach phil walker on the back he had never been there i had never been there uh we grinded to make the cut at champions retreat to be able to play the last day at augusta and i mean it was just surreal by the time we got there it of course felt like a golf tournament but it was more like a dream like just getting to walk those fairways with all that history it was it was so so cool and it's something that i'm so so happy that i got to do and it that's definitely going to stay in the top 5 probably for a long time for my golf memories with the palmer cup and the curtis cup i mean being part of a team is one of my favorite things about amateur golf and golf in general when i get to do it and so to be able to come together with some of like the most elite players in the states or in the world, I guess, for that matter, it's it's so fun. It's it's very competitive, obviously, and we wanted to win. But the friendships that I made through that and the memories are some of the best I have, um, especially for the Curtis Cup. We got to go to Wales, which is definitely the furthest that I probably had to travel for a team event in golf. It was just such a cool experience and the way that our team came together and we were able to get it done after having a really tough first day and, you know, racking up a pretty big deficit. It was it was so cool to be able to get the comeback and bring the Curtis Cup back to the U.S. Playing at the Blessings, what have you been able to work on out there that you might not be able to work on at other places? Yeah, um, anyone who's bl- played at Blessings, they'll tell you it's hard. And it doesn't let up, not even for a single hole, for a single shot. And so you can't get away with a lot out there. If you have a if you have a weakness in your game, it's going to expose you and it's going to expose you fast. And so just making it forces you to have every part of your game sharp. Um, and I love it out there. Obviously, I've been playing out there forever. It's treated me pretty well over the years. But yeah, I, I, there's nothing that you can't practice out there. It's so special out there. Um, Mr. Tyson has done an amazing job. And the fact that we get to practice out there as Razorbacks, it's, in my opinion, the facilities are second to none. And just the course is so awesome. And the fact that we've gotten, you know, to show it to the world through the Golf Channel, through various events, it's it's amazing. But yeah, it'll expose you and, and it's hard. So you learn golf, but you also learn kind of a lot of the mental side of it that, hey, it's hard and you got to stay patient more than anything, which I mean, it never stops being hard with that. But it, it's awesome out there. How has Maria Fossey helped Brooke Matthews? Yeah, Maria Fossey, man, what a what an awesome person. She was such an awesome teammate to me my first couple years. Um, I redshirted my first year. I didn't get to play at all. And she's just always been encouraging. And and then my my second year, when I finally started to break into the lineup and I got to travel with her week in, week out, see her win SECs, um, be on the squad when she won nationals. Uh, she's just such a great role model and she was such a good teammate to all of us. Um, everyone knows her as a, as a great player, the great college player, whatever, but she was one of the best teammates I ever had, which I think says a lot more about a person than, um, than the, even the golf, because I mean, it's easy for somebody in that position to, you know, kind of think that they can lack in that area, but she was, she was full on with the team the whole time. And, and that was part of, I think what makes her really special. I asked her about the hog call when she was coming up 18 at the Blessings to win the national championship. I've asked Shauna about it, but I want to get your reaction to that. You're right there. You grew up in Arkansas, just down up the road from Fayetteville, and you know the hog call. You've seen it in 
you know, Razorback Stadium, Bud Walton Arena, you know, Bomb Walker Stadium, but to see it at the Blessings and to hear it, what was that like? So, so cool. It was, you know, such a different perspective because like you say, you, you see it in the stadiums, you see it everywhere. Um, but to see it on a golf course and to see everybody come around and for Maria to win the national championship there, like it still gives me goosebumps. It was one of the coolest moments. And that round that she shot that day was one of the most unbelievable rounds because it played so hard and it was so windy. And I mean, they set up the course like a national championship really hard. And I think she shot like want to say like five or six under I'm not even sure but it was an unbelievable round and so man she earned it and I I know she enjoyed every minute of that hog call like we all did and and that was one of the coolest moments that I I got to be a part of with with Vossi and you know with the team overall. So you turn pro what does the schedule look like for you when when are you going to be able to uh, start trying to earn some of that money? Yeah exactly well um the first few events that are going on now and are going on this month are all limited fields. So I didn't, I didn't get into those just with, you know, coming through Q school and everything. I'm hoping that I'll get to start March and April kind of in the LPGA realm. And so with my status, I'll, I'll get plenty of starts throughout the year. And so I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I'm actually going to Arizona in a couple of weeks to play a couple mini tour events, you know, just getting warm up, getting out of the snow, <laughs> hopefully. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be a full year and it's going to be a lot of golf and a lot of traveling and yeah, ready to start the dream, I guess. A lot of people say that Q school is a grind. Was it a grind? It's about as hard as, as it gets all the stages, but especially that Q series, the eight rounds, it is nonstop. It is one of the hardest things I've probably ever had to do because I mean, in a normal tournament, you, you, every shot definitely counts, but not every shot like means your future here <laughs> for your whole next year. And so, man, a lot of people have told me, man, if you can get through stage three or, or I guess Q series is what they call it, you can do just about anything. And, and I didn't have my best game that week. And so it was even more stressful, but got through it. Um, hopefully I will never have to do it again, but yeah, I mean, it, it's as tough as you would think it is. You and Luke Long, uh, who's mm-hmm. on the men's team now, finally at the university of Arkansas right. grew up together. He's been out playing at the blessings as well for as long as it's been around. And he's won multiple state amateur championships. He's helped Brad McMakin get the Razorback men's team to where it looks like they might be able to compete for a national championship this year. What is that relationship between you and Luke like? Yeah, Luke has been one of my best friends since basically the beginning of high school, which I mean, I guess it's been like nine years now. Um, he's probably the person I played the most golf with in my life, you know, throughout the summer. Um, I have him to thank for a lot of the progress that I've made in my golf. He's very disciplined. He practices a lot. He, um, he works hard. He puts in the work just about as much as anybody. He's the first one that blessings in the morning and the last one to leave. And so just getting to hang out with him and, and being around such a good player and playing against him, you really have to rise to the occasion. And But, you know, besides that, he's also a great friend. And when we got to win the blessings together, that was probably one of the coolest moments. Um, it reminded me we won the ASGA match play together in I want to say it was 2016. And so to kind of put those pictures next to each other, it was a little bit of a full circle moment. But yeah, Luke, great player. Probably one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. I'm sure you know that. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as I go, he's not a bad one to hang around all day. <laughs> he tells me that you like to 
practice as well. You put in a lot of work to, you know, to hone your craft. Uh, what's a typical day like for you? Yeah. Um, when it's not snowing, like it is today <laughs> in the summer, I like to I, like a, just a normal practice day. I like to get out early because it's so hot and I like to hit balls first. So I don't have to hit balls when it's a hundred degrees. And then I'll usually putt for, I mean, couple hours. It's something that I really work hard on. Try to play 18 holes, try to get a workout in somewhere in there. And then basically all there's left to do is just crash and sleep. But yeah, I, I like the hard work. I like the, um, I guess the grind aspect of it and to have been at blessings with the facilities and, and not just that, but to have awesome people to do it around it, it makes it fun. What does Mr. Tyson mean to Brooke Matthews? A lot. <laughs> I mean, without Mr. Tyson and all he's done for our program, I have no idea where I'd be. And, and that's the truth. Um, the things that he's done for our programs have been unbelievable. I mean, just building blessings is like the first thing and letting us play out there whenever we want. It's it's unbelievable. And and obviously that he sponsored the collegiate events and, you know, got us all that exposure on TV it's it's some of the coolest experiences you could ever have and to be able to do it in college thanks to Mr. Tyson is it's so special for all of us and and I think you can talk to any Razorback that's that's played in those tournaments or played for Arkansas at all and they would have nothing but good things to say about Mr. Tyson. Did you look up to Stacy Lewis when you were growing up and now that you've achieved the goal of turning pro what is your message to young girls that will be growing up and trying to play golf at, at the highest level? Yeah, um, when I was growing up, right when I started really playing golf, I think, uh, Stacy had won the, back when it was, it was called the Craft Nabisco in um, Palm Springs. And when they jump into Poppy's Pond at the Dinosaur course, I remember watching that. And like, that was like such a moment for me. And I was like, wow, like I want to jump in that pond someday. Like that would be so awesome. And, but yeah, I mean, looking up to Stacy, she's about as hard as worker, as they've said, uh, as that's what Shauna said, she's one of the hardest workers out there. And to see what she's been able to achieve on the course and off the course, she's been able to help a lot of people out. It's been amazing. And, and she, she was definitely one of my role models growing up and still is. But yeah, the fact that somebody could possibly look at me like that, like I can't even think about that. Like that is just, just no way. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. No, It'll be there one day. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even think about that yet. But yeah, that would be crazy. Okay, Brooke, you have a chance to put together a fantasy foursome, living or deceased. Who would be oh. in your fantasy foursome? Oh my gosh. That is like such a tough question because how do you even pick? Okay, obviously I have to pick Tiger because if you have a chance to play with Tiger, like what are you, you when you don't chance. take it, what are you doing, right? right? Who else would I pick? I would pick, oh my gosh, are you really like, I'm really going to like overthink this is the thing. I would pick, I don't know, probably someone close to me, like a best friend or like my dad or something because, you know. I don't want to get too nervous out there. <laughs> right. But then your dad uh, also gets to play with Tiger as well because he's a yeah. part of that foursome. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess I'll, I'll pay it forward there for him in this, in this, um, <laughs> <laughs> two more. In this hypothetical one more, um, I'll maybe Annika. Annika okay. is so awesome. I've gotten to meet her a couple of times and, you know, she's a legend. So yeah, I'll pick the legends. <laughs> Why not? You know, I mean, not? 
how could you learn more than from them? So. I, I call it a fantasy foursome. I let Lisa Cornwell go with four players, and she was the fifth. So it could be five if you had one more. Okay, let me think about it. One more. Um, I don't know. Who did Lisa pick? <laughs> I'm Nancy curious. Lopez. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, man, I'll throw in. I'll throw in Shauna. I feel like I, I can also, you know. Getting in there with her. She, yeah. she's, she's done a lot for me, so we can we can go with Tiger. <laughs> That's funny. Brooke, thanks so much for this. Best of luck. When you win on the LPGA Tour, we'll get you back on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a good time. And yeah, thank you so much for everything. This you has been bet. awesome. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, my family has done their best to carry on a good reputation and name. Always operate with integrity. Always do the right thing in every situation. Do our best to solve every problem with the best possible outcome for all parties. Is it easy? Does it always work? No, not always, but integrity is always the target. I know this is more of a sermon than a commercial, but it's an insight into what is on my mind every day. For more information about upcoming auctions, go to blackmanauctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to From the Shortgrass. BPHotels.com is the place you need to go to find all of the great Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of our fine sponsors of From the Shortgrass. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, it's PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney. Adam, Jim in Fort Smith sends this in to us at fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. Lift clean place. What can you do and what can you not do? And then also, when is the ball back in play? So what you can't do, which most people do, is just kind of jack it around with their club and find a lie they like and go. So there is a, a prescribed procedure you're going to lift clean in place if you're going to first mark the position of the golf ball um, and you can lift it. You don't have to clean it, uh, but in most cases you're, you're going to clean it. And uh, so, you know, you're going to clean it. You're going to place it within a prescribed, you know, distance, you know, from the ball's original lie. So, you know, a club length is most common, can be a, a grip length or a scorecard. Um, it's something that, um, you know, it's lift clean in places there really when the golf course has gotten to a point where it's still playable, but it's not maybe quite fair given the fact that players are going to hit tee shots in the middle of the fairway, a ball's going to collect significant amount of mud. Um, that's when you're going to see lift clean in place, unless of course it's the USGA. They're never going to play right. lift clean in place. Right. So it's um it, it it's there uh when you want to conduct a competition the weather's good but you know it's just every time you hit a golf shot and it lands on the ground it's it's going to collect mud so it's it's you know not really identifying the best player maybe it's the luckiest player so in those cases you're going to allow lift cleaning plays maybe through the green any area on the golf course except penalty areas or a bunker uh, maybe you're going to do it in a closely mown area, uh, fairway height or less, 
which uh, I think we call the short grass, right? Right, from the short grass. From the short grass, yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, under those circumstances, you're going to lift it, clean it if you so choose, and then you're going to place it back within the prescribed club length, not closer to the hole, um, and you're going to play. So, When you do that, you have to mark the position of the golf ball, and it can be marked with basically anything? Yeah, I mean, you can mark it. I mean, you need to mark the position of the ball um, if for no other reason just to make sure that you're not placing it in a position that's outside whatever the conditions of competition say is the prescribed length that you can measure to to, to place that ball. So, um, yeah, it can be a tee. It could be a coin. It could be a glove. It could be any piece of equipment. It could be a stone if mm-hmm. you wanted to, whatever, you know, just to mark the position. Um, it just can't go closer to the hole with the new position. Correct. Can't be closer to the hole. Exactly. And then when is it back in play? Because is it back in play when I put the ball down and I pull my tee up, or is it back in play when I put the ball down and remove uh, and I, I remove my hand from it? Yeah, great question because we see this a lot. It's back in play once a player places the ball back in play and the ball is at rest. Um, so, for example, you place it in an area that is under the rule in a correct position, and then you suddenly notice that three inches away, hey, there's a perfect lie where I could actually hit a driver off the deck here if I wanted to. I'm going to lift it and put it there. You know, you can't endlessly lift, clean a place. So once you've lifted and cleaned it, placed it, the ball has come to rest on that place, then the ball's in play. All righty. Thanks for the email, Jim, in Fort Smith. We appreciate it. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, send us an email from the shortgrass at gmail.com. We'll get Adam to answer that, and we'll have it on one of our next episodes. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Thanks to Brooke Matthews for taking some time out of her busy schedule to join us via Zoom. I leave you with this golf quote from Chuck Hogan. Go play golf. Go to the course. Hit the ball. Find the ball. Repeat until the ball is in the hole. Have fun. The end. I hope you have fun the next time you're on the course and when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.